Dr. Aaron Werner with Independent Insights. Excited to share another quick conversation on topics relevant to running efficient, profitable private practices while certainly taking the best care of our patients. And a big thanks to Vision Source for support, supporting and sponsoring these, uh, these podcasts and conversations. Today we talked with my good friend Chip Wood out of San Antonio, Texas. Uh, Chip and I had a conversation not long ago over a beer about a new piece of technology he had brought into uh, his practice and then quickly bought it for both his practices because of the value it brought, and that's the RET eval from LKC. In the conversation, you're going to hear his excitement about the technology, uh, why he brought it in, how, how easy it was to implement into the practice, and the value that it brings that he didn't have with any of the other instrumentations. I think it fits really well into our, our, our cares, uh, the way we care for our patients with diabetic uh, eye disease, that, that have diabetes, with glaucoma, any sort of retina diseases. So enjoy the conversation, uh, leave us a comment, share the conversation with a friend, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, all that good stuff. And as a follow-up to this, uh, Dr. Chip Wood and some others, including Francis Bynum and John McCall, are going to be talking about the technology at the upcoming Vision Source Exchange in San Antonio. So if you are attending, make sure to check that out on Wednesday. If you're interested in Vision Source or attending the exchange, check out the links in the show notes. We'd love to see you there. Enjoy the conversation. So, Dr. Chip Wood, my good friend Chip, I'm excited to have this conversation and record it with you. Uh, this really is a, a duplicative of a conversation we had over a drink not too long ago uh, when you were telling me how yeah. excited you were for some new technology you had just brought in the practice. So, I'm excited to, uh, to recreate that conversation and share it with uh, everybody else. Me as well. Thanks for having me today, Aaron. Yeah, absolutely. So before we jump into this, uh, you've got uh, two practices down in Texas. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your practices. Yeah, fantastic. So uh, I have two practices here. I have a uh, urban practice in uh, sort of downtown San Antonio area, and I have a rural practice in Uvalde, Texas, about 90 minutes west of San Antonio. And as you can imagine, uh, definitely a different patient base, but both very successful one was a cold start that I opened back in 2010. That was the rural practice. And then I actually purchased a struggling practice in San Antonio in 2014. And today both are thriving and doing very well. And uh, this new technology we're going to talk about today is just a perfect fit for both offices and raising the level of care we give our patients. So I'm very excited about it. So, uh, and I know you are because uh, you were when we talked about it uh, previously. I'm, I'm excited yeah. about it as well. Um, so the uh, the new technology, uh, the uh, the RET eval from from LKC, uh, new uh, new player to the space, uh, but certainly not new uh, in the technology. Um, just a a new way to to deploy the technology. So give us a run through of what the the RET eval is, and then let's talk about why you brought it in. Yeah, absolutely. So the Ready Eval is a portable electro retinography uh, instrument. And uh, when we've done ERGs in the past, uh, these instruments tend to be very large. Uh, they had to be uh, almost their own room, a large footprint in the practice. They could be a little bit difficult to uh, do the testing in a, a fluid and a quick assessment way. Uh, with that, this is a significant leap in everything. Um, why I like it so much is that it is a very small footprint. It's a portable wireless handheld instrument. The testing itself takes less than five minutes to do. In fact, one of the tests takes less than a minute to do. But the most important thing here is that it's going to raise the level of care we give to our patients. 
you know, I, I think back to, you know, 25 years ago, I graduated from Thompson School back in 1993. And, you know, used to our assessment of the retina and of the optic nerve was we would dilate them. We would look with our 20D and 90D lenses. Maybe we do a low resolution fundus photo, the posterior pole. And that was about it, you know. And then about 20 years ago, a game changer happened when OCT came on board. And with that, we were now able to develop microscopic measurements to both manage and follow our patients to assess treatment. And in my opinion, in the same way that OCT really raised the level of care we gave our patients with optic nerve disease, glaucoma, MACDGEN, diabetic retinopathy, things like that, that's what the um, uh, ReadyVal is going to do as well. And so in my practice, what's most exciting is that it has a new uh, test that we can use to better manage, track, and follow our patients. It specifically would test for diabetic retinopathy type issues. Uh, it gives us a score called a DR score. And now, rather than just look at the retina, take a fundus photo, try and decide the level of retinopathy, and then three to six months later, try and assess, did it get better? Did it get worse? You know, what's really happening back there? We can now get a functional score of what's happening back there to assess risk of further progression, but also track, are they getting better? Are they getting worse over time? And this also includes testing for optic nerve disease, including glaucoma, as well as uh, other retinal issues with plaque window texting, um, uh, uh, uh RP, things like that. So I'm super excited for it. We've had in our practice now for several months, and it's been just fantastic. That's that's fantastic. So the, those who, who aren't familiar with ERGs, because we've got uh, all sorts of folks who, who listen, not just docs, but uh, their teams involved because they are incredibly important to what we do in providing care. In, in a simple couple sentences, what exactly yeah. is ERG? What are we testing with it? So what we're really doing, we're measuring the speed that light passes from the device through the different layers of the retina and then through the optic nerve to the brain and finding out, are there any significant uh, delays happening there? So one test that we're looking at is called the A-wave or called implicit time. And it's testing the amount of time it takes for light to pass through the photoreceptors, the rods and cones, but specifically the rods. And that's very, very helpful in testing certain conditions we also then look at the speed and the amplitude of how the light passes from the rods and cones into the inner retina area. And that's a very uh, helpful tool. And that's the amplitude. And what that tells us is, are the cells dying? Are they dead? And then how much of them are still functional? So the last thing we're looking at is a test called uh, a photon negative response. And that tells us how's the health of the ganglion cells, which are the cells correlated with optic nerve disease, such as glaucoma. So by taking these different tests, the implicit time and the amplitude and the photon negative response test, we can then take that data and look for how is the health of the eye for certain specific conditions, such as diabetes, glaucoma, mactogen, and other types of things. And so we can now do this quickly uh, and, and with minimal downtime for, for flow of the practice. And it gives us a lot of wonderful uh, data to help to manage our patients. Very cool. So what, what, so really we've got the ability now to see the structure with fundus photos and OCTs. We've got the ability to, to measure the function, uh, visual fields, contrast sensitivity type of, of testing. Um, and now we get to measure the, the true health of the uh, of, of the retina and the different layers, the different cells. How function functional is not the right word. 
how patient dependent is the, the test? I know some of our tests that we do, a visual field, whatnot, needs a, an alert patient. You know, this is a truly objective test. You know, as long as the patient is alert and they can sit there and open their eyes for anywhere from a couple of seconds to a couple of minutes, it's a very simple objective test to do because the patient does not have to do anything except keep their eyes open and look at the light. They don't have to press a button. They don't have to give you a verbal response. So this is an excellent test for uh, patients who are nonverbal for patients who have had traumatic brain injuries, for young children who can't verbalize, for senior adults going through dementia. You know, when you have a patient that really has a communication or a testing challenge, it allows us to get wonderful objective test measurements. And then of course, for patients who are verbal and they can do this test, it's just simple and easy for them. They're not gonna complain about having to press the button and, and, and did I miss it, did I not miss it? Uh, they basically just look at the light and the instrument does all the work. I, I like that. I we love our visual field, but I hate the uh, the patient discussion afterwards because they always felt they failed it. They always feel miserable about themselves. They hate the stupid button. Um, yeah, I've had some of my most challenging glaucoma patients come in recently, and and they actually barter with me and negotiate <laughs> whether or not they need to take that visual field or not. And we've done this test for them, and they're like. Can we do this every time? That was so easy. I like this way better than that visual. <laughs> the click, the clicker test, they call it the clicker test. And so, uh, but they love it. But, you know, getting back to the objective testing versus subjective, you know, it's an objective test that we can do in under five minutes in most cases. And it basically is going to detect the diseases, predict progression, help us follow the course of the disease and then monitor our success. And that's important as well, because Sometimes we know that things are getting better or getting worse, but to get a, put a number on it is what's so important. And you can actually see that in the early treatment of diabetic retinopathy or early treatment of glaucoma, you might find that the numbers improve because you had sick cells, but you didn't have dead cells. And as those cells heal and, and, and recuperate, we'll see an improvement in those numbers as well. So I'm just, as you can tell, very excited about the technology. Uh, you know, I, I put it in my first practice, uh, in my rural practice first, because we have a high amount of diabetic retinopathy down here in Southwest Texas. And truthfully, it was such a game changer. And my staff just loved doing this technology because it's so simple and so quick and so easy that we added to the second practice basically uh, right away. So now we have it in both offices. Uh, we're probably doing five or six tests every single day. We've only had it for just a couple of weeks in the second office. Uh, wow. You know, I, I expect I, I expect basically that it's going to be uh, a part of our everyday management, not just to every now and then test. So in our protocols, you know, we have it for our diabetic patients, our glaucoma patients, our retinal patients, and just the same way we order a visual field or an OCT, it's part of our everyday use now, and it's been just fantastic. That's awesome. So are are the staff running the test, the diagnostics, and then you get to uh, obviously interpret the results? Absolutely. It's so easy, you know, and it can be done anywhere. You know, if the patient's sitting in the exam chair and I decide on that day, I want to have a baseline done today, I'll just call my tech to come in and they'll just bring it because it's portable, do the test right there in the chair. Um, you know, with the PHNR test, uh, which is done for glaucoma and, and optic nerve diseases. And with the 16 flicker test, which is the test done for 
things other than diabetic retinopathy, those tests can be done with or without dilation. So we often do those same day as a baseline and then incorporate it with our future management as well. The DR test for diabetic retinopathy, it is a pupillary dependent test. And what's interesting is that it's measuring the implicit time in the better eye, it's measuring the amplitude in the better eye, but it's also looking at ocular motility because we know is as ischemia sets in, as retinopathy you know, worsens over time, pupil motility also reduces as well. So it's important that we capture for our DR score both the ERG data, but also the pupil motility. And with that, it takes the worst pupil motility plus the age of the patient. And with those four factors, it creates the diabetic retinopathy score. So when we're doing the testing, we don't want to have the patient dilated for doing the DR test. And so with that, we'll often for a baseline, bring him back for just a tech visit to get that baseline done on a different day, but then incorporate it in our three and six month follow-ups as we go forward, you know, to look for progression and change over time. That's, that's fantastic. And a couple of things that, that came to mind. Um, the first is, uh, I don't know if you know who Peter Drucker was. He was, he, he speaks a lot on or spoke a lot on management, but one of my favorite quotes from him is what gets measured gets managed. That's and, right. And my struggle with, with diabetic patients or patients with diabetes specifically is just motivating them to make the changes necessary. And yeah. I, I and so I'm, I'm curious from you because this is the first time that you're able to give them an objective score. Mm-hmm. Right? And if it comes from, uh, from equipment as opposed to you or I, it magically has more weight. Absolutely. So if, if you're giving them a, a diabetic score, are you seeing that motivate them to, to make some changes, to, to improve themselves? Absolutely. In fact, uh, we've had a handful of patients who we've brought back because they had more advanced retinopathy and we brought them back at a one month versus a, a longer period of time to see where they are. And it was interesting, you know, educating them on day one about you know, the importance and correlations between fasting blood glucose and hemoglobin A1C levels. You know, some of them know those numbers, some of them don't. Sharing that number data and then telling them, here's your DR score and your score, let's say it's a 20. OK, and so 20, that's not high risk for progression but 23.5 is kind of the magic number. And so when I tell them, okay, we're seeing some dot and blot hemorrhaging back there, your A1C is about 7.5, it's a little bit too high. Now we have a at-risk DR score. We need to kind of get things in in, in check with exercise, diet, medication, working with your PCP endocrinologist. Go back, get things managed, let's bring you back, and let's see what your score is in a couple of weeks to see, is it getting better, is it getting worse? And what's happening is that these first handful of patients coming in for their follow-ups, they're asking the tech, what was my score? What was my score? So they're telling me when they're in the chair, I said, hey, doc, my score's down, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it, it gives them a level of excitement and it gets them basically engaged in their management because they want to know, how is my score? Because we're explaining to them, and, and some key numbers here, Aaron, is that, you know, when the DR score is under 23.5, there is a lower risk of significant progression of retinopathy the next three years. When it's over 23.5, there's a higher risk of needing treatment within three years. And then if it's over 26, there's a significant risk of treatment within one year. And so in addition to knowing, are they getting better? Are they getting worse? And where are they at? We have multiple studies that give us information that, okay, based upon this number, your risk for needing treatment for 
progressing diabetic retinopathy issues can be this percentage over one to three years. And so that kind of, you know, when we mentioned about surgery in your eyes and lasers and shots in the eyes with anti-VEGF, that gets their attention, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, they're not too worried too much about the other stuff until it happens. Oh, yeah. When you talk about shots in the eyes and you start talking about lasers in the eyes, that kind of gets their attention and kind of motivates them to take it more seriously. So they are definitely engaged and they love knowing what their number is when they come in. Yeah, well, I love that word engaged because I don't think we can, uh, we, we can't provide healthcare. We can coach healthcare and uh, we can, can engage people, but they ultimately they need to take control of their own healthcare. That's right. And uh, so I, I, I love that hearing they're coming in engaged. The other th uh, thing I heard from you that I, I really like is it sounds like you've built some, some systems and processes and protocols around not the devices and not the technology, but around managing the specific type of, of cases. Yes. And, uh, and I think the technology, the, the simplicity of technologies like the, the Red Eval help to make those processes easier. But those systematizing it really helps to help you guys see more people and take care of more people. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we're a we're a we're a tech heavy um, uh, practice. You know, we have scribes in the rooms. Uh, you know, I have four techs that support me uh, because again, we are heavy doing lots of different things, not just medical management, but IPL and myopia management, traditional optometry and neurolens and all the wonderful things that you know a, a practice tries to do. Uh, but with this, we want our techs to be able to efficiently and, and quickly and in a, in a pleasant way get the patients tested. So we do have protocols set up you know, for our diabetic patients, as I mentioned, if they come in and they have basically a code that's going to be billable and they have an appropriate need for doing this test, uh, we'll basically come back usually within just a couple of days for a tech visit. And then depending upon the level of retinopathy, we'll have them come back in three to six months and typically, we'll order basically to have the ReadyVal DR test done pre-dilation, which is very important, then dilate them, and then additional mm -hmm. testing such as fundus photos or OCT as indicated. And then when we come in the room, the testing's all done, sitting up there, pulled up on our screens, we'll go over with the patients. For our glaucoma patients, uh, we'll typically go ahead and, and the day we do our first level of advanced testing, visual fields, OCT, pachymetry, gynecoscopy, and we'll also do ReadyVal that day as well for the PHNR for glaucoma. And then from there on out, you know, depending upon when they need to have additional follow-up, we'll do it as well. One cool thing about this ReadyVal technology is that there's really not a limiting LCT protocol on it so far. It's basically due to medical indication. So, you know, the more advanced the disease is, the higher the risk of progression of diabetes or glaucoma or other pathology, it can be ordered as often as needed to best manage the patient. And so that's been nice. Our hands aren't tied. It's not like you can only do one a year or two a year. You can do what you need to best take care of the patient. And then uh, for our MACTOGEN patients or our plaquenil toxicity patients, you know, we're also including that as well as part of their protocol. So, and of course, dilation is not an in a, a, we're not doing uh, pupil motilities for those tests. We can basically dilate them and then do our OCT, central visual fields, uh, and add this to that as well. Uh, and it's been simple to use. It doesn't slow down anything. Uh, we have not changed our templates for scheduling or anything whatsoever. Uh, it's, it's a smooth flow. And, um, you know, as far as the test itself, you know, how do you do it? Uh, you know, there's these patented sensors that are just little stickers and they stick below the eyelids right here. And they have three different sensors. So you have good um, uh, repeatability of the test because there's three different sensors that are there. And then you basically attach the uh, portable hand instrument to the sensor for the eye you're testing. Uh, 
it takes no time. Uh, you know, for, for people who wear heavy makeup, uh, you do got to kind of clean that away so it'll stick appropriately. But, you know, for most people, it sticks pretty easy. Uh, again, the test is, in, in most cases, if I order the test as they do it before they go home kind of test, they're usually walking past my door to check out before I can put all the data in the, in the computer. I mean, it's a very, very quick test of the patient. Uh, and then what's also great <laughs> is that, you know, when you're assessing the, 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 uh, the, the information, once you've basically taken the test, no matter what room that's in, the tech will then take the actual portable device and put it in a cradle. That cradle with the USB connection is then connected to a computer. And so we use a, a cloud-based EMR system. And so my staff then immediately takes the data. It's a PDF format. Uh, they put it into the patient's chart. So now it's already in the chart when I walk in the room. And the beauty of it is you're going to get all the hard data you want for the implicit time, the amplitude, the PHNR, and all that data is there. But like an OCT reading, it's going to give you color coding. So you're going to have the traditional green, we're within normal limits, yellow, you know, we're at risk here, we're borderline, red, we have some abnormal findings. So you have that quick color coding as well. So doctors who are basically um, uh, comfortable with reading OCT technology with the red, green, yellow, it's a consistent type of readout for that as well. Uh, and so quick to use very patient friendly, doesn't slow down flow, and easy for the doctor to implement it in how they uh, uh, analyze the data uh, to determine the best way to manage their patients. So, I like it. And, um, and I like that you hit on the fact that it's, it's the, the onboarding and the reading is, is something that we're already accustomed to because uh, I know that we learned about ERGs in school, um, but if you're not doing it, it frequently, it's, uh, it could be a whole new world, um, but it sounds like they've they fixed that. You, you know, I think that when you hear the word ERG, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, vision science. Way back when I was in school, I was a board test and everything. And isn't that like it's huge? And 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 what's great about LKC Technologies and their onboarding education program is that they have an outstanding trainer. And so, in less than an hour, they're going to train your technicians virtually how to do this test. And I have all my staff trained basically just like that. We've been we had the class and we were doing it. And then they'll have a separate virtual onboarding for the docs, just kind of go over, you know, here's the data you want to be looking at for your diabetic patient, the DR testing versus the PHNR for the glaucoma versus the uh, ERG Flicker 16, and how to analyze that data, you know, how to choose when to do the test, you know, who's an appropriate candidate. Yeah, yeah. So they have excellent, excellent training staff, and, and, and there's lots of times available to make it convenient for the staff and doctors to get trained as well. Well, that's uh, that's an important. And the, the last thing I just wanted to ask, and um, not that this is why we would ever bring on uh, technology to the practice uh, from a, a profitability standpoint, but we also don't want to we want to take care of the, the practice as well as we're taking care of patients because a healthy practice yeah. can take care of more patients. So yeah. reimbursement on the, the technology, um, we've got reimbursable codes we, we can yeah. bill, um, assuming it, it pays for itself and, and potentially then some. Absolutely. You know, uh, when you're when you're when you're going to your shows and you're looking at new technology for your office, you know, a lot of these things can be very, very expensive, but yet they have lower reimbursements comparative to what we'd like for them to be. So looking at OCTs, for example, you know, if you get a state of the art new OCT, you may be looking at around 60 grand for that piece of in instrumentation. Our local Medicare providers, they reimburse us just over thirty dollars for an OCT test. And so 
what we're seeing with the LKC Ready Val, the reimbursements compared to OCT in our region for Medicare is four times higher than OCT. So we're getting around $128 per test. And then the machine itself is approximately a third of the price of a state-of-the-art OCT. And so I believe the list price is somewhere mid-20s, something like that. And so for us, our ROI, we're upfront. First week, we're doing on average about four tests a day. So we expect to basically pay off our instrument in about two months of using it. And that's why I had no wow. qualms between the the, 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 the the ease of use, not disrupting patient flow, giving me wonderful information specifically for my diabetic patients, but also my macrogen glaucoma patients. And then the ROI being so easy to do with the high reimbursement, to me, it was a no-brainer. And that's why I brought in that second instrument right away from my second office. And so for an office who's concerned about, you know, we're on tight budgets, can we afford this? You know, if, you're, if your cost is mid-20s and your reimbursement in your area is around $128 per Medicare uh, reimbursement, uh, it should be a very, very wonderful investment that you can have a great ROI on as well. I love that. And uh, and I've got a bunch more questions, but our goal on these is to to keep them short. Uh, I do know that you, um, and I believe with uh, Dr. Francis Bynum out of Tennessee, you guys are uh, exploring this a little bit more, the upcoming Vision Source Exchange. So a whole hour of, of deeper diving into this technology and, and the value that it brings to patients and how it helps with patient yeah, care. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe you might have a special guest, uh, Dr. John McCall. You may have heard of him. And uh, he, he might pop in uh, to, to give his uh, his two cents. But Dr. Byam and I are looking forward to taking a deeper dive into the science of this uh, at the uh, Vision Exchange coming up in April. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we get excited about new technology, new technology that adds value. There's lots of new technology out. And I think it's important to, to sift through that and find what's really going to bring value to what we do in taking care of patients. And it sounds like uh, you hit a home run. Uh, with this one so excited to to catch up and and hear more success stories uh, excited to explore the technology myself um, and certainly if you're attending the vision source exchange uh, that session on wednesday with uh with chip and francis and john you don't want to very miss. good well thanks so much for having us aaron yeah i'm super excited about the ready Val technology and uh if anyone has any questions about this uh they're welcome to reach out to me at my practice with vision source in san antonio and i'll uh, be glad to tell you how great it's uh, working for our practice and our patients Cool. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much, Thanks, Aaron. Sir. Have a wonderful day.